are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. You can check us out online, healthreformexplained.com or facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, or you can find us on Twitter. We've got some breaking news here to report. Looking like the Anthem Cigna mega merger is getting blocked, Alan. Wow. Massive news just coming out. Federal judge expecting to block a proposed deal between Anthem and Cigna. Uh, this, uh, this deal, which uh, includes uh, Anthem Blue Cross operating in uh, 14 states, is trying to buy a smaller rival. The government has has challenged that, and it looks like um, it looks like the uh, deadline is coming, and the judge is going to announce their decision. So we we spent some time talking all about that earlier in 2016. I think that was one of the top developments of the year. Well, yeah, all, all of these these things happening. Right, and it, you know. I go back to a lot of our conversations about these consolidations and mergers in insurance. And when you think about it, you know, the DOJ had concerns the merger would limit competition in insurance, have a negative impact on customers, doctors, and hospitals. Anthem argued the merger would benefit consumers and create more options. How? I don't know what they're talking about there. Along with better prices for drugs and medical services. They're conversation said that it would result in lower costs for employers, individuals, and customers, even though all of the research and all of the past history of mergers and consolidation in the health insurance marketplace shows that that's absolutely not the case, that that's not true. You know, when Aetna and Prudential merged in 1999, that's the study that everybody goes back to and says, yeah, that the whole idea of getting bigger to cut costs is not true. And I'm actually very glad to see that this federal judge is taking the stand on this uh, side of the issue. Yeah, uh, and we we talked about it uh, quite a bit. Uh, the other news this week: United Healthcare all of a sudden optimistic about the the future of, of healthcare. What does that say about this incoming administration? It sounds like they're actually open to uh, talking with the industry about um you know all of these different things but uh the, the St. Paul Ledger reporting that United uh pretty happy about where things are right now. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with this new administration taking on the idea or the approach of we're open to negotiation, we're open for business, we're open to a grand bargain or a deal as you have alluded to in prior uh, shows. And so I, I would be willing to bet they're banking on a grand bargain of some type because you've got the master of the deal now as president. Yep. He's going to cut a health care deal. Oh, I, I guarantee it. You heard it here first, and you continue to hear it here first. Trump is going to cut a massive grand bargain with all of those folks in the industry, insurance, hospitals, big pharma, 
there's going to be a big bargain there, but it's going to be something good, I bet, for consumers. Because as we always hear, he says, it's, America's health care is going to be beaut- a beautiful thing. It's going to be the best health care in the world that you're going to receive. So what that looks like, I have no idea. I'm actually very optimistic about this administration. And it's taken me a long time to get here, and you know that. It's taken a long time. And so uh, I'm, I'm optimistic about what is going on with health care and this president. Yeah, I am too. Despite uh, all the, looks like there's lots of protests going on, but I hope people calm down after, after all of this. <clears throat> Speaking of United Healthcare, the uh, Optum Buying a Surgery Center group uh, Optima Division of, of United uh, right. buying a surgery center group for $2.3 billion. Uh, they're almost becoming health care providers. It's almost like in, providers are becoming insurance companies and insurance companies are becoming providers. Well, and I would say yes to that because if you look in our own neighborhood, we have Think Health, which while not directly uh, tied to Blue Cross Blue Shield, they still have some, uh, oh, what would you call it? They Some ties to Blue Cross. Mm-hmm. And so you do see the insurance companies trying to find ways to cut costs by directly contracting or directly having a patient-centered clinic, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so... Do you see that, Sean, as a way that they could cut costs? Do you see, uh, you know, uh, like what Nebraska passed legislative, excuse me, last legislative cycle with the the consumer bill that allowed us to directly contract with physicians? Do you see those things as ways that we could cut costs? Yeah, uh, telemedicine. Another thing we saw a clip. Uh, in that help, health, education, labor, and pensions committee hearing with Tom Price talking about telemedicine, right? Things like that, I think, are are incredibly important. I think getting rid of the essential health benefits. I think people should they they should mandate that those policies exist. But then, if you want to maybe remove some of those based on price, for example, we wouldn't need maternity coverage for right. ourselves. Um, would that lower the price or not? Those things. Um, I think are probably what we will see in any replacement. And I think we'll see subsidies to lower uh, income people, but maybe not to 400% of the poverty level. And I think we'll see affordability. So I, I would actually, if you need health insurance, you probably should sign up for the ACA now if you have a pre-existing condition or something like that, because you can at least have portability uh, should anything go away. But I see getting rid of pre-existing conditions as uh something that's not going to be going away anytime soon. Right. Um, yeah, no, pre-existing conditions is huge. And, you know, when we're talking about, what, 25, 30% of the population has a pre-existing condition, you know, and that would be a huge drag on the economy if those folks didn't have insurance. Because then they're sick, they're not at work, you know, they're do, they're, they've got to have insurance. And so there have got to be ways to cover them. You know, maybe it's a big, large pool, you know, that, you know, Republicans have also talked about, you know, 
pooling money together and putting the chronically sick in into that pool you know would that be a way to cut costs for them but also for us Mm -hmm. uh, that are healthy individuals and in the individual marketplace i don't know that that's the the case but sean well i think it's uh a lot of things need to be uh, paid attention to. For example, these uh, as cross state lines. One thing that I noticed that I'm going to kind of end the program with is, while it might be nice to have a nice uh, low cost plan from the state of Idaho here in this state, what if your doctor is out of network in that that policy? And so people really are going to have to pay attention and be smart about the choices. Right, they make. but that's also when you get on the phone and you call Edie Bellis. And you look at our website, edbellisinc.com, and, and, and you get a hold of Sean, and you can find the information that you need. Yes. And uh, doing this uh, program as a public service that we do for you, and we appreciate you taking the time to listen, as always. Alan, great to have you here. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.